Good morning. And what a morning. It is time to skip the BS. It is time for Undisputed. It is time for me and Keyshawn Johnson and Michael Irvin to talk Harbaugh. Not, not John Harbaugh. He just got upstaged for the moment by his little brother, Jim. Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. Jim Harbaugh goes from go blue at Michigan to go powder blue with the Los Angeles Chargers. And when I heard the news yesterday, I immediately tweeted, watch Jim Harbaugh win a Super Bowl with Justin Herbert. So Keyshawn, would you kick us off, please? Will you tell me whether I am overreacting? I believe Jim will win a Super Bowl at some point with the Chargers. Do you? No, you're not overreacting, Skip. Of course I do. I feel that way from day one. Remember, it, it won't happen. It, you never know, right? But I don't assume it will happen in 2024 or 2025, better yet. No. I don't think it's I don't think they'll be in New Orleans, but it could happen. I mean, if you look at the Chargers, the Chargers' biggest problem was coaching. Coach was the biggest problem. Yeah. I mean, obviously the quarterback yeah. got hurt later on in the season, but the coach didn't do him any good at all. Yeah. When I look yeah. at this, when I look at it, he's already, as I said before to you guys, when this all took started, conversation started about a month or so ago. I said, man, he's going back to the NFL. And the reason that he's going back to the NFL he because he's already reached the yeah. mountaintop in college football to a degree multiple times, whether it's at Michigan or Stanford, turning the program around. In each stop that he's been at, when you look at his first year at Stanford, three more wins than the year before, okay? His first year at the 49ers, seven wins the year before, after he took over. Then his first year at Michigan, five more wins than the year before. So he's done a lot in college, in that college space. He has not reached the mountaintop in the National Football League. He got there, but getting there, yeah. like Michael Irvin doesn't understand, nor does he even have an inkling of what losing the Super Bowl feels like. And neither do I. True. And neither do I. I don't, I don't need, Michael been three, I've been one, I have no idea. Thank God. I had Thank to watch God. the people watch us with the confetti falling on the field. He had to watch his brother, okay, win a Super Bowl against him. So for many years, you don't think that's been eating at him to get back into the National Football League space? So now at the dinner table come Thanksgiving or whenever they chop it up for dinner, there's a conversation that's being had where, well, I got one too. Well, I got one too. They want to have that conversation. It doesn't want to be, well, yeah, you won a national championship in college. You still are beneath me because I did it at the highest level. So when you start to shape your uh, staff, all of those sort of things for Jim Harbaugh is factored into who he brings, who's he going to hire, yep. what he's going to do. Because you best believe, Skip, he is thinking about one thing and one thing only, and that is getting to the Super Bowl and winning it this Absolutely. time. And not just playing yep. in an AFC championship game three years in a row or playing in an AFC championship game, getting to the Super Bowl, and then losing to somebody. So no matter how we look at it, he's in the AFC conference now too. It's going to be interesting to see this matchup between Baltimore and the Chargers every single time they play. You're going to have the hardball, it's, yeah. a hardball conversation come up between the two brothers. Yes, you will.
Let's, oh, let me tell you something. We are so fortunate to have had this happen as is. Now, this this is exactly what everybody wanted. Now, this, to first start with what, what Key was talking about, why he's here, let me tell you how I always meet anybody that's moving to a new spot. I ask, what, 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 made, what, what made you move? And he, if someone says to me, I just needed something, just move, just move. I look at him with a funny eye. Because all of us are running from something or we're running to something, but we don't just move for nothing. You see what I mean? So, so in this case, in this case, I believe Jim Harbaugh's running from something and running to something. That's why I love when Key brought up losing the Super Bowl to his brother. Because, yeah, and y'all saw all those Harbaugh's there on championship night when he won that Super Bowl. You know, they do, these are, they all, they, you, they're a tight family. They all look just alike. They all look just alike. So you know they're a tight family. And they had some great competition in that family. So to get a chance to come back and, 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 and have another opportunity, not this time, to meet his, guy, his, his brother in a, in a Super Bowl. But he will meet him. In those AFC championship games, if they get no, 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 when they get there, when they get there, he will meet them. We we will have great battles now, not just in these regular season games, like 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 we've seen between a Justin Herbert and a Patrick Mahomes, and then a Justin Herbert and a Joe Burrow, and then a Justin Herbert and a Lamar Jackson because this man will help Justin Herbert get into those conversations and help Justin Herbert where I say he's always slacked out. Yeah, he has all that great talent and everybody talks about it and we all love him and everything, but in big moments he comes up small. And right here, right there, all that old shoulder padding and shoulder hidden that hardball does, he's going to take all of that away. He's going to give them new stuff every time he hit no shoulder pads before he goes out and say, we got this, and he'll be better in that area. They will turn this around fast. They got all the talent in the world. Yes. What Jim Harbaugh brings is a togetherness, and I'm telling you, they will do that fast. And, Skip, this is going to be a great division to watch. They got great coaches and great quarterbacks. You know, Skip, this this Ooh. reminds me, Skip, this reminds me of, of, of 1996 after Parcells went to the Super Bowl and he, he, he lost the Super Bowl, but he didn't get back on the plane. He came to the New York Jets. This is, reminds me of that because yeah. we, have, we went to the yeah. AFC Championship game with the same team. We went to the AFC Championship with the same team and and only thing we changed was the coach. And like Michael just well, said, they got all the talent. They got talent. Now they got to figure out some stuff, talent. stay healthy here yeah. and there. But they got talent on the field. Yeah. And now you got a coach that can bring the best out of that talent. Mm. Yes, you do. All right, so Keyshawn, back to your first point. You did call this. I thought maybe Jim would stay at Michigan, but I also couched it with unless he thinks – the NCAA is still going to come down and down and down on his head. And I believe they're still trying to come down on him as right. we speak. Right. Down Skip. on Michigan. That's why he's running so, from that. He's running from that. Okay. From, he's running from, from that. To. From that. From. Okay. 
And From that. Keyshawn, <laughs> when, when J.J. McCarthy declared for the draft when he yeah. still had a year of eligibility left at Michigan, I said, whoops, that's your first right. sign that he <laughs> doesn't want to run it back with Jim because Jim's going to run to somewhere in the National Football League. So I, I wanted to give you props for that. You were correct about that. So then you look at this job, and it's funny, Keyshawn, because you always talk about the Chargers like they're the Clippers, like they're a stepchild of Los Angeles, like they oh, have this they sort of a loser's mentality, but like are they a, not? a loser's syndrome. <laughs> they are they so- were past tense, were past tense until now, because this guy's going to change that. Would you agree? I, I, I think there's a strong possibility, Skip, that – the Chargers got it right. Let's just say that. Yeah. Let's, let's say okay. there's a strong possibility that they got it right. They got it right once before in San Diego when they hired uh, they did. Bobby. Um, oh, gosh, I can't think of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgia Tech old yeah, coach. They hired him. Yes. They went to the Super Bowl. Uh, they finally got it right. But since then, yeah. they hadn't been getting it right. They got to the Super Bowl and Bobby, got blown out Bobby by Ross. Young and company. Bobby Ross. 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 Bobby Ross. Thank you. Okay. The point is that Jim Harbaugh looked around the NFL landscape, and to your point, he was San Francisco's coach for three years. And if you look at that track record, he was 44-19-1. That that means as he requalifies as an NFL coach, he'll have the best career record of anybody coaching in the NFL right now because it's hard to beat 44-19-1. So he – got to three straight NFC championship games. He got to one Super Bowl. He got within one play, Colin Kaepernick to Michael Crabtree, of winning that Super Bowl. I thought it was pass interference. They're not going to call it, I guess, at the end of the game. And his older brother survived and beat him in the Super Bowl. So, Keyshawn, he looks around the landscape and he says, aha, I see a sleeping giant in Los Angeles. Absolutely. The other team in L.A. And, and he's saying, wait a second, just a year ago, that Chargers team went to Jacksonville. Remember this game? Mm-hmm. They were up tw- in a playoff game. They're up 27 to nothing. Michael, does that ring a bell? 27 to nothing late in the first half? That's reminiscent of right. what Green Bay just did to Dallas, right? Right. Except right, right, they, right. right. Un- uh, unfortunately, but it's also Chargers. what Jim Harbaugh's running yeah. to. This is what he's running to. He's, this he's is what he's running to. Running Look, right what you're talking they were about 27 now. 27 to nothing. And and guess what? They got outscored in the second half. What was it? 24 to 3. They lost 31 to 30. We didn't come back on Green Bay. It just got worse and worse and worse and we're down 48 to 16 early in the fourth quarter. But Jacksonville slowly but surely came back on Brandon Staley and company because they lacked a commanding officer, a CEO, a driving force at head coach because the the talent is there. So Jim's saying, wait a second, do they have a quarterback? Yes, they have a quarterback. Has he been very good? He's been very good, but he's not yet a superstar because he hasn't taken that next step, right? Jim Harbaugh can lift him up through into that next step. Do they have a left tackle? Left tackle's a big deal. Oh, wait a second, they got one of the best left tackles in Rashawn Slater. Uh, Oh, that'll work. Do they have a receiver? Well, they got one of the best receivers in Keenan Allen. I know he's up there in years, but, man, nobody gets open better than Keenan Allen. Just gets open. That's all he does is just get open. And I think he can still play at a very high level. Mike Williams, ACL. Will he come back? Yeah, but but you, you got star power there. And then on defense, as you guys know, 
You still have Khalil Mack. You still have Joey Bosa. You still have Derwin James. You still have Asante Samuel Jr. at cornerback. Those are key pieces that you can immediately build around this coming year as you transition with the fifth pick in the draft. You got the fifth overall pick in the draft. Well, that's a that's a pretty good start, right? And Jim gets to pick, <clears throat> excuse me, his own GM next year. So he it, because they don't have one, so he gets to hand pick the guy that he will work with, who will work under him. What a beautiful setup! No, it, it, it is. It's it's a it's a, it's a great setup. setup. Every is. single year for the last three years or so, through this cycle of NFL hirings, Jim Harbaugh for the most part has. Flirted, interviewed, sidebar, whatever, yeah. with teams. Last two. And this is now finally <laughs> the landing spot. But his, it was a landing spot for a lot of coaches. But a lot of coaches didn't get the opportunity to go into the Chargers facility, have meetings, look up yeah. and say, hey, because they offered the job to Jim Harbaugh, and Harbaugh accepted it. And the main, one of the main reasons he accepted it it's because they do have a quarterback. And as I continue to keep saying over and over and over and over again, if you don't have a quarterback in the National Football League, you are going to lose and lose yeah. a lot and get fired. He, he landed in a perfect spot at the quarterback position. If you go back and, and, and skip, you said three years, he was in San Francisco for four years. So when you go back yeah. to San Francisco. Well, I mean, he, those, those three, he went to three straight yeah, NFC. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted, I, I yeah. wanted to make he, sure. He, he's yeah. learned it. He, he's, he's landing on the first spot with, in a perfect <laughs> opportunity, Key. Perfect oh, yeah. opportunity. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of coaches have come in that spot and had that same talent with that same quarterback. They've come in. And they walked out. Well, the only so he's landed a, a perfect opportunity. Here's what I would say, and though. I think he'll make the most of that opportunity. They got there's it. some work to be done, guys. Wait, wait. There's some work to be done here. There's some work to be done. You know, to be honest with you. Now, you just talked about it, Keenan Allen. I'm talking about we're, we're talking about it as the Chargers are, and they do. They have great talent, it's great opportunity, but they're going to have some cap issues. You know, uh, uh, you. So, so now, what I think is great for Justin, Justin Herbert is. I mean, for Justin Herbert and the Chargers, if once you get this man in your locker room, you'll have a chance at, at keeping some of those guys that you may have had, I mean, you may were going to lose. Because now they'll be like, whoa, I want to wait a minute. I want to be a part of this. I may be willing to work a deal out. I may not want to leave anymore. So he has to go and do that kind of work too. But I guarantee you some people will be buying in. Well, the, the, the difference in his, his tenure in San Francisco is he eventually butted heads with general manager right. Trent Bokey. They just he couldn't did. get on the same page mm-hmm. on right. what they yeah. wanted to do, free agency, via the draft, all of those sort of things. So he made the decision that it was probably best for him to move on and go do something different. This opportunity now is, like you said, Skip, I'm going to be allowed to bring somebody in to work alongside of me that we could somewhat see eye to eye, but I'm the person essentially in control of the situation, which he has shown in two college spots, both at Stanford and at Michigan, when he's allowed to pick his own players in in college football, because that's what you can do. You decide on those players who go on the field, decide on those players who come into those locker rooms who you get scholarships to. He has that opportunity now at the, at the Chargers. So you can certainly see where he's going to pick his type of guys that vibe with him. 
that understands who he is, so he won't have the same problems that he had with Trent Boki in San Francisco. Furthermore, I think when you look at what he's capable of doing in a short order, in a division right. that's not all that great, that got two new coaches in Sean Payton and Antonio Pierce, and those teams are right. trying to rebuild. When this is somewhat already established, he can hit the ground running quick, fast, and hurry. I look forward to the Chargers being in the playoffs next year. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, so, Keyshawn, you want to go, Mike? Yeah, you know, no, no, I, 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 I let you guys yeah. go. Go ahead. Yeah. We'll be back. Uh, okay, so, so, Keyshawn, back to Sam. Skip, I did want to drop, let me drop this in. Right. Let me drop this okay. one thing in, just because, so since we're here. Remember this too, Key, because you just talked about him leaving Michigan. Let me drop this one thing in. What is, Baltimore is in the NFC champ, AFC championship game. Yes, sir. Why? They brought in two coordinators from the college rank that played against each other at Michigan and Georgia just a couple of years ago. Munkin and, 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 and McDonald over there in Baltimore. So they brought in some of those schemes and some of those tense kind of schemes that worked at this level. It opened it up for Lamar Jackson. I, I, he just, he's just coming from that college train. I can't wait to see what new things, because he was innovative the first time around when he pulled up a Colin Kaepernick and put him on deck. We didn't even know about Colin Kaepernick until he put him up, put him on deck. Now, I can't wait to see how innovative he is this time around. That's all I wanted to talk about. Sorry about that, Skip. Okay, well, no, I'm <laughs> glad you brought up Colin Kaepernick because I was about to. I, I don't think Jim got enough credit for that Super right. Bowl season, right. when at in mid-season, mid-stream, he said, Alex Smith is okay, but I, I drafted this kid in the second round, and he's really good. He's going to be better than Alex Smith, <clears throat> and I'm willing to roll the dice right now. And they rolled it mid-season, and they took off with Colin Kaepernick. And I, I saw a quote today in a piece in USA Today by Mike Freeman, a column, and he covered those teams, and he reached out to Colin Kaepernick. This is two days ago before Harbaugh was even hired in, in, um, here, here with the Chargers. And Colin wrote back to Mike Freeman, Harbaugh is the one coach you call if you want to compete for a championship, period. Well, that, that says a lot. <clears throat> from a guy, Colin Kaepernick, who got put on the map, then, then he obviously seized the day and seized momentum. But Jim made an all-time gutsy decision and had real vision because his team took it up a whole nother level with Colin throwing and running the football for them. And they, they, the, the offense became much more dynamic. And I don't think Jim ever got enough visionary credit right for the courage it took to pull that move off. Okay, so the courage, it, it, it's interesting you bring this up, Skip. You, you, yeah. you, you say courage to pull and that And he was move. leaving yeah. an Andrew Luck. He you, was leaving an Andrew Luck, a totally different type of a quarterback, He brought, and yeah. came in and, and, and did that with a Colin Kaepernick. So it's not like, oh, this is the offense I was running in college. I want to bring it over here. Andrew Luck was doing something totally different. Totally different. That's the brilliance of the coach. Brilliance, no question about it. But you, you, you said something there, Skip, right? And, and, and I want to say this on Undisputed, and I want to say it now. Okay. We could start the Kaepernick watch right now. We could start it. Just, uh -oh. just, 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 
Uh-huh. We can start uh, the Kaepernick watch. I'm just telling you. If he you, was in trouble at the it, quarterback position, no, no, he, no, no, I would bite down no, no, on that no, apple. No, no, I but want you to bite. Wait, but hold has. on. We're not talking about a starter. We're talking about an opportunity as a backup Whoa. to somebody that he knows, he understands, he still has a relationship with, that he deals with, that he tried to help. Get into the National Football this League way, again. This I'm just is way saying, too early. I'm just. In this conversation I want to start the watch. To be I just I'm just. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm gonna start the watch right now, Skip. I'm just telling you. Okay, yeah. I like it. This that'll uh, be know, the one. Like clip. This will be the one clip out of all the talkings of Cop- of Jim Harbaugh today. This will be the one clip that everybody will play. Uh, so are you? Are you, you gonna tell me? Mind? Are you I'm getting ready saying. to tell me that I'm far off? Like, like, even though I, I, he hadn't played in a hundred years, when, I, when I, I'm not, when you I'm, I'm have not saying somebody, you're far off, and, right? And and I know this is the right dude because he's a system, you know. He ain't uh, he gonna buck the system. Let me just say that, 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 that exactly, right, Michael. I feel what you're saying. That's my I feel whole what point. You're saying. Out of any of these dudes <laughs> that they call <laughs> mavericks in sports and things like that, out of any of them, he, this, he's this, in this charge. Right. Yeah. He's the one in charge. He's the dude. He's, he's the, the dude. Come on, man. He got yeah, all the dude. keys to the car, Skip. For the Chargers. Yeah. And the Chargers are trying to win. They're going to let him do whatever the hell he want to do. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yep. And, and Keith, you're, you're just you're pushing this idea as the backup quarterback to just oh, total, hurt, right? Total yeah, backup. Right. Did, you see, that? Did okay. you see their backup when he got hurt? When, when Justin Herbert got hurt? <laughs> the, the complete yes, wheels fell off completely for the Chargers at that point for they the last did. several games at the end of the season. All I'm saying is... When you have a relationship with somebody as deep as he does with Harbaugh, you can't ignore that, hey, I'm back in the league. You was once my guy who's still in terrific shape. I watched you just throw a couple months ago. I throw the guys. Like, you can't sit there and tell me that that ain't. Mm -mm. I'm just, you know. I'm just saying, Michael. It works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just it saying. Yeah. Now that's a dip. Now look. Yeah. It, 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 the, the, will, will the league itself be like? Ah, man. But again, like you said, Michael and Skip, he does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Ain't nobody gonna tell him what to do. He does. Right. Yeah. Right. And 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 what a way, what a way to even try to say, you know, hey, I'm here with you guys, then to go in. Take it to that route. Now, I, I, I believe that if Justin Herbert goes through his major injury or something, then yeah, we'll see. It. That's going to be something to watch. That's going to be something you, to watch. Okay, you, you can discount it if you want backup. to. Because, the, but remember this, key. it's going to bring, even as a backup, it's going to bring so many more things along with it. You know what I mean? The whole conversations and all of those things start back up. And I don't know if the Chargers, and, and maybe as you, maybe that's the way the Chargers can stop being the step brother and the step baby and the step whoever, and and, and yeah. bring and get more people talking about them. I'm just saying, man. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, Watch out for yeah, it. That's I, all I'm I think, telling you. Yeah. 
key. Yeah. I, I think Justin's established enough. He wouldn't see Colin as a threat coming a- in. Colin's absolutely, been out now for however many years it's it, been. Absolutely. Yeah, it be nice you see what this did, Kiss yeah. Skip? No, you see what this, no, is, this is now? I like it. Now this is hijacking. Like it. It's hijacking the conversation. It's going to hijack the conversation yeah. right on out of here. I didn't this mean to hijack the conversation. It's on, just Keith. that when Skip on, mentioned what he mentioned, it brought, when he started talking about Kaepernick, the light went off in my head because the one guy yeah. who continued to try to help him get back in the league. Now, remember, Kaepernick had an opportunity to go to his brother in Baltimore, but it got all messy because of some other stuff. And then it became more than what it yeah. should have been. All I'm saying mm. is you got to watch it, That's Michael. Cooking. Just watch it. That's all. Yeah. I don't all know right, everything. Right. I know some things. All right, right. so up next, we got to go a cut deeper here. Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick is still out there. Better coach, Harbaugh or Belichick? That's the question. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. So Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick have been obviously the two biggest names on the NFL coaching market, and no doubt they've been considered for all the open jobs. The latest on Belichick came with yesterday's report that Belichick to the Falcons was quote-unquote losing momentum. And obviously, Jim Harbaugh is now taking the Chargers job. So step back, please, keep on from this. Right here, right now, who's the better coach, Belichick or Harbaugh? Well, you told me to step back. Okay. <laughs> you said you step, step back. Uh, so I, I'm stepping back. Look, man, Belichick's the better. Be- Bel- Belichick, as of right now in the National Football League, is the better coach. Okay? The man won six Super Bowls, Skip. Okay, stop. And, and, and I understand things have slowed down or whatever the case was. Six as a head coach, two as an assistant. That's, that's eight if my math is correct, which means that is 
11 Super Bowls that he's gone to between an assistant coach as a defensive coordinator and a head coach with the New England Patriots. I like Jim. Jim is perfect for the Chargers. It works perfectly. They couldn't have hit it better. They couldn't have hit it better. Now, just because the Chargers elected after interviewing 100 different candidates to go with Jim Harbaugh, which they were probably going to go with from the beginning, but, you know, you got to make it look a certain way. You got you to, you know, interview with some people to just make it look a certain way. Just because they went that route doesn't mean that they looked at Harbaugh and said, well, we don't like Belichick. Maybe Belichick didn't want that, and maybe he didn't want to move to California. Maybe it just maybe they didn't want to interview him because they felt like, ah, we want a guy to be here for 10 years, not two years, three years, four years. But, yes, Belichick is the better coach because the resume says so. Hmm. So did, did the Chargers make a mistake not to hire Bill Belichick? No, they didn't make a mistake. This is a perfect fit for Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, if he'd have taken a job anywhere else, I'd tell you that's a bad deal. It, it, because this is, as I said before, Skip, and I'll say it again, veteran coaches that know how to coach, they want to establish control in a quarterback. That's what they want. He's leaving control at Michigan to go not get control in the National Football League. What's going to do that? So he has control, and he has a top 10 quarterback. Every coach wants that. Okay. Why wouldn't Bill want that? I, I'm not saying Bill right. doesn't want that. Right, what right, what right, I'm right, saying right, is right. that the Chargers want Bill. Did it work? Is his personality work? Did Bill, did they even talk to Bill? Does he have the same personality that Harbaugh has that fits. They know Jim from his playing days. He was a quarterback for the Chargers for two years in San Diego. So they have a relationship there. You know, they have yeah. a relationship there with him. So th there's a rapport where Bill Belichick, for all we know, he may walk through the hallways when they see him in, at those meetings at West Palm Beach and don't speak a word to him. So they may say, ah, I don't get it. That's not what we want to bring in the building. It doesn't work for everybody. This works perfect for the Chargers. Okay. We, live, we live in the three C's. We live in the three C's when we're talking about this. It's coaching, communication, and control. That's those three C's when you're talking about these guys. There's no doubt. So let's stop playing around. Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. Greatest coach of all time. Now, we start playing with the variables when we start doing things like this. But Jim Harbaugh went to three straight NFC Championship games made a change of a quarterback in the midst of it all to get there, but so did Bill. Yes, he made that a is change correct, of Michael. a quarterback yes. in the midst of it all to get there and get all those other rings too. So, so when we're talking coaching, Bill Belichick is the best out there. Period. But now, because he is the best in coaching. He's going to require and demand and usually get a lot of the control. So, Bill, when we talk in coaching, we talk in control. Bill Belichick has earned all of that. Now, communication is where Harbaugh comes in the way. You see what I mean? Because he's going to have to communicate with Justin Herbert. He's going to have to communicate his way upon the charges. It can't be a pay. It's not a patriot way. It's going to be his way, which be their way. And that will be where the difference come. And where Bill happens 
to be lacking is in the ability to communicate. It was apropos that I picked this conversation up right when you talked about walking around the owner's meeting and all of that stuff. Because <laughs> I, I, I always hold on to Bill Parcells saying he's a great coach, but he ain't going to be a great friend. That means he ain't going to be sitting around talking to you at the dinner <laughs> table. That's all communicating yeah. where he's lacking. And I'm going to tell you something. That's where Harbaugh communicating with the players is going to be great and, and at. Coaching the players is going to be great at. And, and maybe, maybe everybody in the front office holds on to a little bit of control and they can also get their say in. Once you bring Bill in the building, Ain't nobody else did anything to get this team the way they did got to but Bill Belichick. That's part of the control. And some of the people in the front office don't want to lose that. And Skip, you always tell me, right, about the communication with Jerry. Jerry, we eat the chicken wings and drink beer. Was it on Fridays or something with his coaches? Because yeah, right there. that's what he likes from right. a communication standpoint. It's very hard, Skip, to hire somebody. You know, if the Spanos just want to sit and eat chicken wings and drink beer with their coach, and Bill doesn't want to do it. It's hard to, it's hard to do that. Okay, so help me out here. You guys say that it's, it's unquestioned that Bill Belichick's the greatest coach ever. and The numbers suggest that. Okay, all right, but he is available. No, they don't He's suggest it. The no, no, they don't suggest it. They stamp yeah. it. The numbers okay. stamp it. They, stamp they it. don't suggest it. They stamp it. They stamp it. Okay, right. but I can unstamp those numbers by telling you that without Tom Brady as his quarterback, Bill Belichick is 21 games under 500. He's 64 and 85 in games that Tom Brady didn't start at quarterback for him. And once Tom got kicked out the back door in New England, Bill went 29 and 38 and in the four years made it to one playoff game and lost that game 47 to 17. Yes. And I always give it up to you guys. I say he's the greatest defensive mind ever. I give you that. But in the end, that means he was a glorified defensive coordinator for a dynasty because he ran the defense while Tom effectively ran the offense Stop. and made all the late plays to win all those Super Bowls. Tom won the first six Super Bowls with game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. So, Char so Charlie Weiss wasn't called. So Charlie Weiss and, and Josh McDaniels was never <laughs> Tom Brady was calling the sure. plays and designing everything. Well, I, right. I, Tom took that offense over after about two years. And you always say his second Super Bowl was game management. It, 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 All he did was throw for 354 yards in a shootout with Carolina, and he was the MVP. I don't know. That wasn't game. But Michael, uh, or better yet, Skip, I, I'm not Michael. I, I'm going to get you now. Mm -hmm. So you say that his record without Tom Brady is whatever, blah, 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 less than 500, not good at all, right? Six Super Bowls is a glorified whatever. I love Jimmy Johnson to death. And Michael Irvin loves him beyond death. Even more. Okay? Yep. He won three Super Bowl. Two, I'm going to give him the third, even though he wasn't a coach, with okay. Troy Aikman. That's fair. If you yeah. take Troy Aikman away from a good coach, what the hell is that? He went down okay. to another quarterback in Miami and said, I don't even want to coach anymore because it ain't the same, man. I, how many times I got to yeah, tell you, if you don't have a good quarterback, you're not going to win. That's the and, reality and of it. You, you play with Steve. He, he, he had a great quarterback. 
He had a great quarterback in Dan Marino still, but Dan he Marino. Did. He had Dan Marino. Dan Marino was, was in a his good way. quarterback Dan at that point. Dan Marino was listened to. Yes. Right. He went, and he yes. was stuck in his no. way. Yes. Remember now, it's coaching, it's control. Yeah. In communication. And Jimmy couldn't get the communicating and get control of that situation, and he kept taking yeah. out of plays and put them in bad situations. And that's what Jimmy was saying. We need to play complimentary football. And Dan, who I love the most, and I just love Dan Marino, the only guy in my in, in my champion's room is Dan Marino without a ring. So I, 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 I thought about playing for Dan Marino. Let me tell you my pushback, Skip. On, on 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 what you are uh, hinting at without Tom Brady is my recent pushback was Chris Godwin saying what he's saying. Man, we having fun this year. Man, I'm having so much fun with Baker Mayfield. Tom had become Tom was kind of a drag, man. He was he was on us too much. He was driving us too hard because Tom realized what he had with Bill and he no longer had. He, the first year was good because everybody was excited. And then they lost that focus. I did that game when they had, I think it was in Germany or somewhere, and we talked to Tom. And he was dumbfounded at the lack of structure that was going on within the organization under Tarbos at that time because he wanted more structure and he was talking about that as the issue. So I pushed back with that knowledge saying okay. both of those work well together. Tom can play the quarterback and Bill kept the team in line because those last second drives require you not jumping off sides, you being disciplined, you picking up those last <laughs> yeah. minute things like 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 Butler picked up in the Super Bowl, those little things that the damn Dallas Cowboys can get. No, I, I, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't, that was Michael, PTSD. Michael. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that's that. That's okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're, no, you're allowed. Not. No, but yeah, my yeah, pushback yeah. to you about Chris Godwin is Chris Godwin won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, and he won one playoff game so far with Baker Mayfield and lost one. So I, I, I don't know. You, you, you can't. Tom was at the end last year, and he was trying to hang on for dear life, and he had a lot of things going on off the field, and it was a long, hard sure. year because they were trying to prop him up and get him home through a playoff game at Tampa that, that Dak played great in. And they got blown out in that game because Dak Prescott played the game of his life, the playoff game of his life. Right. Okay? Right. So now, Keyshawn, back to Jim Harbaugh. Yes. Jim is not a, a, a smooth ride either because you, you pointed out, okay, so he's four years in San Francisco. He had three great years. In the fourth year, he got sideways with Trent Baalke and Jed York, the owner, sided with Trent Baalke. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's yeah. Jim freaking Harbaugh. Yeah. I, I don't know because he's he's hard to get. He, he has a high burnout factor. He will wear you out because he is a driver. He's, he's going to push it yeah. as hard as he can push it. Nobody's going to work harder. Nobody's going to push you harder than Jim does. He's got some Jimmy in him. He's got some Bill in him, as in yeah. Parcells. He's, right. he's got right. that right. going on. He, he's hard to deal with. In, in, in a great way, because that's that's what it takes to win championships. It took a while for Michigan to get used to him because he almost wore out his welcome at Michigan. And then all of a sudden, well, he started Michigan couldn't beat Urban. So that that well, like, they couldn't. And then I know. But but it took a while. But, but he started to turn it around right. like he turns everything around. Look, Jim right. Harbaugh, right. Jim Harbaugh is a terrific coach for the Chargers. Skip. Yeah. But you can't. 
Right. Compare Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh right now. You just can't do it. The greatest quarterback of all time, Skip, he, out his own mouth, not my mouth, not my mouth, not the guy next to me, his mouth, said that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach ever. And if it wasn't for Bill Belichick, he wouldn't be considered the greatest quarterback ever. He so shot. how do you refute that, say? though? Well, well, what what yeah, you mean, okay, what's he going to say? Come on, what's he going to say? You claim Stop. that you right. claim right. that he ran him out. It was a right. rift. They don't like each other. That's what people right. claim. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's the case, why right. can't Tom just say he's a great quarterback and move on? He said he's the greatest. Tom he's the greatest the right coach. Thing publicly, he always. Oh come on, no, Skip. Tom you, understand. Okay, so right. so here's what right. I'm gonna say, but, then, Skip. But, but, but this if, is if, different. Wait a minute, Mike. This let, is me, different. let me let me let me say this real go ahead, quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you don't believe the man and it's coming out of his mouth, it's coming out of Tom's. This is what Tom said. It's not a writer. Okay. It didn't it get not written right. somewhere. Tom yeah. said it. So you gonna say Tom? Okay. I am. I, I just step back and look at, at what, what is presented before me. I see the statistics. I see the achievements. And it was 75% Brady over Belichick. I, he's a glorified defensive coordinator. I can't, and I can't you call read those it, I, stories I, I, in ESPN, the, the latest stories, it fell completely apart with Bill Belichick what and what the Kraft. latest stories are. The man with the nine oh. damn Super Bowls and won six. Oh, stop it. Are you, right. yeah. I don't right. want to call you crazy, yeah. right. but are you crazy? Oh, no, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> right. want to call you crazy. Right. Yeah. Come on, right. Skip. And, and, and you guys do well, know. That's a bad Let me argument. say this, too. You guys do know, and this kiss, this pushes back on that whole Bill Belichick and, and, and a horrible thing. L.A., is going to love Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. This, he's going to be a megastar here in, out in L.A., a megastar. Bill Belichick's yeah. not going to give you the quotes that you're going to want. Jim Harbaugh's going to talk to you and give you some funny stuff even beyond That's just quirky. the football yeah. field. And he will talk to those reporters and mess with them. He will. I, you know what I mean? It's going to be interesting, which is going to make him a star in L.A. Okay, but but I think if either of you guys ran the Los Angeles Chargers, you would have hired Bill Belichick over Jim Harbaugh. I, I, I probably wouldn't have. No, I probably wouldn't no. have. Because no. Why not? Why wouldn't well, you hire the greatest coach ever? Because I got I got a young quarterback. I got an a quarter, a ex-quarterback that's a head coach that has done great things with the quarterback position. He fits for my organization where Bill may fit in Atlanta. Bill may fit in Washington in different situations. You can't just take him and drop him in a bad situation that doesn't fit his personality. Who is Michael just said, Skip, Los Angeles, you're a journalist. You want guys to talk. You want them. You don't want a guy to get up there and go, I'm going, going to sell. I'm, mo I'm moving on to Denver. You don't want I'm that going to sell. in Los I Angeles. I know, but Belichick's yeah. mystique is is huge. I, I mean, we yeah, hired yeah. Bill Belichick. That's going to put butts in the seats. Trust me. No, yeah, not but, in L.A. No, because the Chargers, yeah, yeah, the Chargers can bring anybody. They they go struggle to put butts in the, the seats seat. because they know they're going to struggle. In the seat. No, for the visitors, yes, the Chargers struggle home right. attendance because it's right. not right. San Diego. It's L.A. But that, that, that's going to change, too. That's going to change. Jim's going to change that. They'll get butts in the seat because they'll have more people talking about them. 
on the news because Jim Harbaugh is going to give you the quote that Bill Belichick won't give you. And Sean McVay is not that type of guy anyway. No. Y'all should have hired Harbaugh in Dallas, Skip. I would take him in a heartbeat. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, me too. For sticking the I'm raising all my head. The last second. <laughs> all right. We uh, agree to disagree heart. on Harbaugh versus Belichick. But now let's see what happens when we go Mahomes versus Lamar. Which quarterback do you trust? Oh, they Mahomes feeling feisty country? over there. Them producers. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. Lamar Jackson says Sunday will be a heavyweight battle between him and Patrick Mahomes. Okay, Michael Irvin, so which heavyweight quarterback do you trust the most to have the bigger game this Sunday? When, when I get this in, man, and the way this show is going, I'm going to tell you something. Sis <laughs> Tyler and all those guys got together today. The they were feeling feisty, Chris, all of them. They, they were like, wow, we got one here. We going to have them stuck all day. We got hardball, Bill and Shea. Skip, y'all, y'all, y'all were feeling feisty in there. But let me just, spicy, let me give you yeah. this, how I see this. Because... Right. What a great question this is when we look at what we currently have in the situation as it is now. If you tell me, if you tell me, we're pulling the quarterback off the current situations and we don't or we don't know what their current situation, we don't know what team they're playing with, what team they're playing for, we don't know what players they're playing with, and we're just pulling them out, which quarterback would you pick? I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. One of the greatest to ever do. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. I can put Patrick Mahomes in any offense. And I've known that for years when you watch him play. He can do anything at any place in the game. Now, when you put him up against Lamar Jackson, in their current situations, him with Kansas City in that defense, those receivers, his tight end, Lamar with this new offense, his receivers, his defense, 
I'm taking Lamar Jackson in their current mm. situations right now. Because what Patrick Mahomes gave me all those years were sitting in the pocket, always trying to deliver that ball to some explosive hand. The wide receiver, tight end, running back, and he did that. He did that. Now, he's still delivering the ball. Some less explosive hands than what he's had, and sometimes they're missing his passes and, and not quite as reliable as they have been in the past. Now, Lamar Jackson now is still is starting to do that, and he's been doing that all year. I've talked about it right here all year. I said he's doing that Patrick Mahomes thing. But the one thing, the one thing, the one thing Lamar Jackson has over Patrick Mahomes in these current situations is Patrick Mahomes is always looking when he's in trouble or when he's scrambling to throw the ball to get it to somebody that's explosive. Lamar Jackson, when he's scrambling, looking to throw the ball to get it to somebody who's explosive, if he can, it's already in the hands of somebody that's explosive. <laughs> and bam, now he's gone. Boom, now he's gone. And it's a whole different thing. Patrick can still hurt you moving the ball. But once he take off, that ain't explosiveness. He may get big gain yards here, may gain yards there. But boy, when Lamar Jackson goes off, that could be a 95-yard touchdown if you're not careful. That's the difference between the two. And in the current situation, why well, I say, come on, Lamar, come on, Lamar. You have proven that you're no longer running back. I'll take you over the top quarterback as he is coming Sunday. I, okay? Skip, I need you to rephrase the question because I completely forgot it. Okay, which quarterback do you trust the most this Sunday? You Just trust Sunday. most. Yeah, trust to have the bigger game and the bigger moments. Man, Michael's right. Y'all put this thing together with a couple guys. They were, working, they were working over there. They were working. They were working over there. And Lamar must win this game. I don't care nothing. Lamar got to win this game. This legacy game on both sides. Patrick Mahomes on the road winning his first. Lamar Jackson you're here now, buddy. You said but you wanted to be here. You're a top passer, and you got to pass for his offense. You got to win this game. I, I believe Lamar Jackson will have the bigger game at the most crucial moments because he has to. He, his AFC championship game at home, he went home at the number one seed in 2019. He has learned from that mistake, those mistakes back in 2019. Although he played good at times in those games, but... This is, a di this is different. It's his time to arrive. Right. Patrick Mahomes is already there. Now, right. this is one of those Mahomes chasing Brady, Jackson chasing Mahomes. If he, like we so all of us, for the most part, the, the smart guys have predicted, he's probably going to win the MVP. He now has an opportunity to have two to Patrick's two. Patrick will have two Super Bowls. And if Lamar goes and takes them to the Super Bowl and wins it, he gets the one. So he's chasing Patrick Mahomes now. It's so crucial in crucial situations because this is not going to be a blowout. This is not going to be a blowout game. I think I had it 31-27. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty good guess. It's going to be close. In the moments that these type of quarterbacks that we talk about so much, whether it's the Troy Aikmans of the world or the – the, the Patrick Mahomeses or the Tom Brady's, the guys that we've seen for many years, the Joe Montana's, for those that have seen Joe play. Fourth quarter, 
late in game winning situations and drives, setting up field goals or go ahead touchdowns. Those are the big shining moments that Lamar has yet to have in playoff football. Patrick Mahomes, he has that. He has the walk-off 13 seconds of Tyreek Hill deuces up. Right. He has right. that moment. Right. So if right. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, if Lamar Jackson, Skip, could duplicate some of that, it will allow yep. him to have the bigger game. He is, he, look, yep. no one's, I'm not going to argue with you or not even argue with you, have a communication with you about who throws the ball better. And I'm not, that doesn't mean anything in this situation. Can you complete the ball? Nope. Can you convert third downs and fourth downs when you need to? Can you do, as I've been told, quarterback's job is to do one thing, get your team into the end zone. Can Lamar Jackson get his team into the end zone more times than Patrick Mahomes? In this particular game, Skip, I believe he can. Okay. I hear both of you, and I, I actually like both of your answers. And I will confess, I came up with this question and yet I wanted the question to be even deeper and better and go for the throat. I, I wanted the question to be right here, right now, would you take Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson going forward? Well, the, even I, I, I'm not the biggest Mahomes guy, as you guys know. It's almost like Belichick versus Harbaugh to me. Really? But <laughs> We didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, right, right. so here's the point. I, I can't argue Lamar over Patrick right now because Lamar just hasn't done enough. He's still two and three in the postseason. I can't defend that. I, I can't argue that against everything Patrick has accomplished. Keyshawn knows Michael wasn't here yesterday, but we went back and forth about the three Super Bowls. I don't think Patrick has had a signature spectacular Super Bowl game, but he won two out of three, and I give it up. You did that. You, you've only averaged 266 yards passing. You still haven't had a 300-yard passing game in a Super Bowl, but you won two out of three. You've been to, what is it now, six straight AFC championship games. I can't take that insane. away. I can't discount. I, I can't right. argue against it. It's insane. It's great. I give it up. But I love me some Lamar Jackson because my eye test tells me I love what he's made of. I love his grit. I love his guts. I love his leadership. He is a baller of a quarterback, and I don't often put baller and quarterback in the same sentence, but Lamar just balls out. When, when it's time to play, when it's time to make the play, however he's got to make it, he'll just make the play. But he hasn't done it at the highest level against the greatest competition consistently because I, I don't have a body of work here. I'm going on eye tests this year. This season has belonged to Lamar Jackson, and I believe this right. game ultimately will belong to Lamar Jackson. And, and I give you, his defense is a little better than Kansas City's because I don't discount what Spags is doing with that defense. They're playing at a very high level. They were laying some wood on Buffalo the other night. They, they were busting right. people up. They will come after you. They will punch you right. in the mouth. And they are very well coached. So I'm not going to discount that. It's not like a mismatch on defense. And then weapons. Obviously, Lamar got him some new toys this year. And he's taken advantage of his new toys. But he lost Mark Andrews that was his big security blanket. Maybe Mark will contribute a little here and there this Sunday. We're not sure about that. Right. And Patrick doesn't have Tyreek now. And yet he wouldn't want a Super Bowl without Tyreek. And all of a sudden, Rashi Rice is starting to rise and shine. And wait a second, maybe he can play. And all of a sudden, Kelsey, 
kind of came back to late season life. And, and it's starting to look like Travis Kelsey, the greatest pass catching tight end ever. So it's, it's going to be a heavyweight battle. And I think Lamar is going to win it. But right here, right now, I can't argue Lamar over Patrick until you show me that you can outplay and beat Patrick face-to-face, head-to-head in an AFC championship game. Well, that's why they play the game. And this is his Frank Sinatra moment. This right it here, is. right I, now, I hear you. this is his Frank Sinatra yeah. moment. Because what it Lamar Jackson is. has always said is I'm doing it my way. I'm doing it my way. my way. I'm doing it my way. And he's doing it his way. He came in and said, all right, I'm a running back. However y'all want to place it. He said, give me more to work with in the passing game. And for years, they did not. And this year, they decided to. But remember, he's on the market. And they made it because they knew about the guaranteed money. Nobody wants Lamar Jackson. What do you think this man was stewing on? All of that moment, all of that time. And then Todd Munkin comes in and says, I want you to grab a hold of this offense. They draft a receiver that he wanted in Zay Flowers. This now, he's taking ownership of it all. He's getting what, what, what Patrick Mahomes had all the time. Now he has to say, I got what you had. This my Frank yeah. Sinatra moment. I'm going to show you I did it my way. He will be the first Let's be real here. He will be the first. He will be the first. Doug Williams won at first as a black quarterback. But this will be the first running quarterback to win a Super Bowl. He will bring across his style to the regular. That's what this is. We haven't had it. Mike, the Donovan McNabb, the guy, the Colin Kaepernick, we just talked about, they never came up in victory lane. And he has to go over the monster of Patrick Mahomes to really have what he wants on this glory walk that he has taken to complete it. This is this is his Frank Sinatra moment. He has to take it. You know, Skip, to, you know, the question, whatever, but you can phrase it a lot of different ways, right? If you go back and you look at Patrick Mahomes in college and you look at Jackson in college, and I don't know how so many executives that consider themselves, you know, big-time executives that know football didn't see Lamar at Louisville and, and be able to forecast the transition that he was going to be able to make to the National Football League. When you look at Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, I mean, you saw him. You watched the Big 12. You you know what that was. That was just like, oh, he's a good quarterback. Okay, he's fine. You didn't see where he was going to be with Andy Reid. You just did not see that. Mm -mm. Lamar Jackson at Louisville, you certainly saw dynamic playmaking ability. But when you are short-sighted and you have a, 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 a P for a brain and you're watching him, you start thinking about, oh, maybe he can move the defensive back. Oh, maybe he can move to this. No, he could always play the quarterback position. The difference was he wasn't as big as Cam Newton, but he threw the ball better than Cam, Cam Newton, Newton in college. Mm-hmm. But Cam Newton was big. So it was hard to tell him, Who's Cam yep. Newton? Won't you transition to something else? Lamar was tall, linky, and slight, but dynamic. Okay, Bobby Petrino had him make a dynamic passing plays. So if you go back and you yep. look at those two in college, right, Skip, in the, in the comparative two, I'm taking Lamar Jackson in the draft before I am Patrick Mahomes. That's just my eye test telling me from what I saw in both of them playing a lot of college football. 
But some people didn't see it that way. Now, no. you're talking about the number one and number two quarterbacks in the National Football League. That's what you're talking right. about. Right, 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 right. But, but, but Keith, when, he, when they were coming out, we were still a little rough here and making sure we mold players into that old NFL style. That's why we even assessed Lamar Jackson as such. You know, now, today, they, they, they don't have these but that's situations. They, but, they that's their, but that's their fault, though, today, Michael. They, today, I understand, I understand, but, but, but that's why we're seeing the transition of a lot of these older coaches leaving the league and a lot of these younger coaches who built offenses for these same players in college coming into the league because that's what the league is becoming. That's why I went back to Jim Harbaugh being able to help even and have more knowledge about what's, what's happening now in the league because he's coming from college where it all goes down and where it's just been happening. That's more just icing on his cake as he comes in here. You just got to remember that. This it is it's a different time. And, and, and guys came in and said, okay, we will take a chance with Lamar Jackson and give him a chance. We will start taking a chance with a Cam Newton to build an offense around a, a Jalen Hurts and all of these guys because now they can sustain. We were before was trying to fit them into a drop-back passer and, 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 and take away their greatest gift. I used to always say, do y'all really believe if Peyton Manning or Tom Brady could run like y'all, that they wouldn't take off sometimes. It ain't that they don't want to run. They wish they could yeah. run. They just can't run. So now you got to learn what they know and then use that running. And Lamar is doing that this year. And that's the scary part. At the highest level. So, Keyshawn, one quick point of order. Did Steve Young qualify as a running quarterback? In Steve, your Steve in, in, in the NFL or in college? But, but he, he starts out in, in the, uh, what was it called? The, the USFL. USFL. Oh, well, well see, I saw, I saw Steve Tampa play. Bay Bandit. Yeah. I, saw Bay Steve, Bay. I yeah. saw Steve play. I saw, I saw Steve play for BYU and the LA Express. And okay. LA I didn't, Express. there was no such thing as a running quarterback, even though he ran. Okay. So, and then I obviously saw him and played against him when he was with the, the 49ers. There was no conversation yeah. As a running quarterback, that conversation as a running quarterback was only one guy that they talked about. I understand. And, and that was Randall Cunningham. You. He was a passing that quarterback to me that can run. I, I understand. Right. It was just funny to me. Obviously, Steve Young wasn't a black quarterback, but he, he came really? out <laughs> as a quote-unquote running quarterback. And then right. it, it got sort of coached out of him. You can't do You can't, you can't, you can't. And by the time Michael started to have to right. deal with Steve Young, he was mostly right. a, a throwing quarterback, and I never a thought he was a great quarterback. That could run. But he was a but he was a throwing quarterback. You know he was a throwing quarterback for right. Lavelle at BYU, though. He threw the football, but he could Dude. also oh, he run did. it. He did. Right, yeah. right. But that's a that, that, really but that, but 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 both of you guys. That's 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 a great comp here. That's a great comp here, in this sense. Now, yeah. Steve didn't have the doubt, honestly, because of the skin skin color, and you know, and and. and, yeah. and, and and, and to be honest, and nobody, nobody thought, well, that dude, oh, you know, but Steve could run. Y'all could stop playing. I no, watched Steve, this dude Steve, carry Steve dude could run. on the back. Steve could run. I'm like, ooh. And, and, and even, <laughs> even his passing game, he developed when, when he got, he was different in the USFL than he was when he got to this West Coast yeah. offense and he watched Joe Montana and he learned that system and then added the running on. So that's why I say it was a great, that's, that's a great comp when you talk ability to ability.
Interesting. All right. Up next, we got to talk Cowboys and Eagles because Vic Fangio is on his way to try to fix the Eagles defense. How much do the Cowboys fear Vic Fangio and Philly? No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Vic Fangio, fired by the Dolphins, now reportedly on his way to be the Eagles' (coughs) defensive coordinator. Keyshawn, you said yesterday I should be very afraid if the Eagles hire Ron Rivera to coordinate their defense. So now how should I feel about Vic Fangio? You know what, man? I wouldn't even worry about Vic Fangio. Uh, I I don't know. No, Ron Rivera to me is a better defensive coordinator, Um, although he hasn't been a coordinator in a very long time. He still works with the defense. He does some things. If you look at Washington and the problems that they was creating on the defensive side of the ball, especially for the Philadelphia Eagles, this Vic Fangio thing, man, is interesting to me. Because I don't know how all of a sudden he became this juggernaut of a defensive coordinator. Like, he, this isn't Rex Ryan we talking about. This isn't, like, I just... Where did the where did the reputation of Vic Fangio? He had good tenure with San Francisco in Harbaugh. Okay, so when I started looking at the numbers, because I I'm like thinking to myself, when did he become this juggernaut? Like when you talk about defensive coordinators, like Marvin Lewis was a just a, a you know what is the DC in Baltimore that went and won a Super Bowl. I don't understand how Vic Fangio gets fired by the Denver Broncos, and then also a year later gets fired by the Miami Dolphins. Now, mind you, he ran the Denver's defense. He ran Miami's defense, but he keeps getting fired. I don't, and on top of that, Skip and Michael, think about it, on top of that, he was Harbaugh's DC at Stanford, he was Harbaugh's D.C. at the Niners. And now maybe there's a rift there or something. I don't know. And Harbaugh just got hired by the Chargers, and he needs a D.C. And he ain't bringing the dude that was his D.C. in San Francisco. Why is all, you know, so when you start looking at the numbers, you go back to yeah. 90, 98, 99. I don't know how y'all look at defenses and consider where they're at in the tops. Like, is it a top 10 defense is good? Is it a top 20 defense is good? If you're not a top eight defense to me, you're just a, you're just a defense with numbers. In 98, 95 and 98 yards per game with the Panthers, they was ranked 18th. Okay? Then points per game, they was 10th. In 99 01 with the Colts, he was 24th as the DC in, in, in yards per game, 26 in points. How is that a top dodge defensive coordinator? 02 and 05 the Texans. Ranked 31st, that's like one from last in the National Football League in yards uh, per game, 23 in points per game. Then that nine or 10 year I was talking about in 2011 to 14, they were ranked third in, in two. That, I give him that. that was, that's, that's good. But then he goes to the Bears, it dips down in 2015, 2018. The Dolphins in 2023 as a defensive coordinator slash uh, whatever linebacker coach, 10th in yards per game, 22nd in points per game. That doesn't seem like that stacks up to me as this top-notch. 
I'm scared of you, defensive right. coordinator, and maybe it does y'all, but not me. Right. No, uh, that, no, no, not at all. Not at all, and it's interesting you look at it from, from that standpoint of, of, of what he's done, and I'm looking at it from the team standpoint of what he's bringing. You know, to that team and why I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of him getting the job or Ron Rivera getting the job. I, I, I'll be happy. I, I'm, I'm just only afraid of Bill Belichick will so raise his hand and take that job. You see what I mean? That would scare me. Then I'm worried like I don't know what. So that ain't happening. So I'm okay with this. Let me tell you what, what, what also shakes me on it. Philadelphia, when they decided to keep Nick Sirianni, I, I would imagine, and, and, and keep Jalen Hurts, that we're going to keep moving this thing forward and give it one more try, rightfully so. He's earned that. He's earned it. And he started out this season at 10-1. and one. you got to try to find that 10-1 and one again. And I'm saying to help you get back to that 10-1, you're going to have to find your run game that you had before. Now, a run game says I'm slowing the ball down and taking control of the game. Big Fangio, who has been known around the league to come after you a lot, I said, mm, that's not complimentary football to me. That's not complimentary football. If I'm going to slow this game down by moving the ball down the field, what I don't want is a lot of blitzing. Because why? Big plays happen in the midst of blitzing. So now I give you one big play, you're up seven, I'm running the ball. I give you another big play, you're up 14. I, I'm out of my game. I can't even use the run game anymore. I'm into the passing game, a place I don't want to be. So that, that that's not complimentary football, and that part of it worries me also. Not just the stuff that Keith talked about, why he keeps being recycled like good plastic or black plastic. I don't know what you call it, good or bad, but it always recycles. I, and why, you know what I'm saying? But but now that he's coming up on Philadelphia, and you ask me my reaction? <laughs> and not only that, though, Michael, and you talked about complimentary football. Skip, complimentary football. What have you been saying to me and, and Richard Sherman all year long about the Philadelphia Eagles? They're gettable. They're gettable. And part of them torchable. being gettable or torchable. Yeah. And, 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 and part of that is the back end. They're secondary. And if you're sure, blitzing... Yeah. And you're bringing heat. Your secondary's got to hold up. Bradbury and well, Slay and those dudes have got to hold up. And late in the year, as Coach Pencil was coaching these dudes, they were not holding up. Now, was it scheme or was it their talent? Because a year prior to that, they were pro bowlers and all pros in the secondary. So maybe it was scheme. Right. And the year prior to that, they were the top to get into the quarterback, so it helps back in the secondary. But this year was different. You know, that Super Bowl year, they were one of the top teams at getting back to the quarterback. That also is big. Okay. Michael Irvin, will you forgive me, please? Because Vic Fangio scares me to death as a Cowboy fan. And Keyshawn, I, I, I want right. to compliment you because you did an extraordinary job. You did the best job you've ever done on Undisputed with your research of, of all the failures <laughs> of Vic Fangio. And I appreciate that because it was outstanding. It was a tour de force of all the failures. Now let's look at what he did do right because he did a bunch of things right and sometimes against our team. Those three years in San Francisco were elite defenses. Those were top three all what? three years that what? they went to the yeah. NFC Championship games. 
he and Harbaugh are a good fit and a good connection. And as you said, that they came up together from Stanford. Uh, when, when I heard that Fangio might go back to Philadelphia, because remember last year he consulted on that defense all year long and all the way through the Super Bowl, he was an advisor or consultant. He was there on the staff without being officially named on the staff. So I think he helped a little, if not a lot, contribute to last year. So my point to you is that I was hoping that Jim Harbaugh would say, Vic, I, no, no Philly, I need you to come to Los Angeles, be with me and the Chargers. But Jim Harbaugh, I'm going to assume, has a guy named Jesse Minter, who is his coordinator at Michigan, who was elite because that they all they did at Michigan this year was have the number one scoring defense in all of college football. The fewest points allowed were by Michigan under Jesse Minter. So I'm going to assume that Jim had already committed to Jesse. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just assuming the dominoes fell that way and that Vic said, well, I'm now free to go on to Philadelphia. Remember, Philly jumped on him when it, it was pretty shocking that Mike McDaniel fired him because they went on a roll late in the year once they got Jalen Ramsey back. And I thought they were very good on defense. And I remind you, Michael, our team went down there to Miami late in the year and we managed to score 20 points against Vic Fangio, which was not what we do at home because we were on the road. But he has always done a number on Dak because, Michael, I'm going to remind you of one other game. Do you remember in 2021, late in the year, it was in November, Dak had, had pulled his calf, but then Cooper Rush played one game at Minnesota. Then Dak right. came back for a home game against the head coach, Vic Fangio, and his Denver Broncos. Michael, do you remember what happened in that game? I look up mid-fourth quarter. Actually, it was four minutes left in the game. Denver was ahead 30 to nothing. Dak had some empty calorie garbage yards at the end, and they, they scored 16 late points in the last four minutes. But it was 30 to nothing. And Vic Fangio said after the game, I gave you the blueprint of how to stop that offense, that cowboy offense. Right. So he, he's, that's up. twice I've seen him do a number on Dak Prescott that game and then the 20 the point game at Miami. But how did this all of a sudden all how did this all of a sudden turn into Dak Prescott? Skip. Well, I mean, because that's a, that we play him twice. That it's going to be a battle of those two right. teams for the division. This is a different right? offensive coordinator and Mike McCarthy calling the plays versus Kelly Moore, man. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think the offense looks yeah. all that different. I mean, we still had the number one offense under Kellen Moore two years ago. Yeah, but still, it is is right. is is different. I, but I'll let you go ahead and dig at Dak. I see what you're doing. Yeah. No, right. No, I'm right. Not but, but, at Dak. but I'm, I'm just saying, dug at Dak. Right. And, and you remember what Fangio was doing, too, because he he was what we call junking it up. That, that was playing pretty good he football does. at he the time. He started, he started yeah. junked no, it up. No. He started putting everybody, and that's, I remember this game, because I remember talking about it afterwards. Remember, he was putting everybody, stacking everybody in the line of scrimmage, and at the last second, everybody falling out, and you don't know. You got to try to figure out what position everybody falling to, and it really made Dak hold on to the football a little bit long and, and cause some okay. problems. On, uh, on that end. Yeah, yeah, see, it is. And that was a younger Dak. And I think Dak's better now than he was then. Yeah. That's why I worry less. You know, when I look at Dallas had like eight touchdowns against the, uh, against the Blitz this year. I think that's like third best in the league. So, yeah, 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 bring, bring him on. I'm only worried about Bill Belichick. 
as a defensive coordinator. Okay. If right. you got Bill okay. Belichick over in Philadelphia, scary thing. You know, scary it, 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 right. Skip, when I, when I yeah. point out the failures of Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator, I'm only giving the facts, the true facts. None of these teams that we're talking about have gone on to win a Super Bowl. This isn't Monty Kiffin. This is not that to me. And when I look at coordinators, in the end process, are you getting it done like that? Like, are you really closing the door to the point where I don't, if they, if they split with the Cowboys, so what? So what? If they split with the Cowboys, if they beat the Cowboys twice, so what? I'm just right. talking about from getting hired as if you're hiring somebody where the league goes, oh, my God, they just hired Vic Fangio. We're in trouble. Right. That's not how right. I see it. I don't see it. Well, I just don't. All right. I, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to switch it around to the head coach. We talked about Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni doesn't scare me one bit because he went along for a great ride last year, and they thought, well, we got to give him another chance, even though we fell apart, because that was an all-time Yeah, you got you to guy been in the playoffs three right. years in a row plus a Super Bowl. How are you going to fire him? Uh, okay. Right, I, right, right. But, but my point is that there's, he's not a dynamic leader. There's just something about him. He seems like a nice guy. He's sort of fun to listen to, a little quirky after games. I get that. Brings his Bye. kids up there. All that's great. But but the point is, he, he seems like what Bill Parcells called a jag, just another guy. And he's the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. He, he doesn't scare me the way Jim Harbaugh would scare me or Bill Belichick would scare me or whatever dynamic leader you want to put in there. There's no Parcells. There's no Jimmy. There, there's no dynamic there in Philadelphia at the head coach. No, you, 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 you are... Yeah. You are fair because what I would say based on the names and stuff that you mentioned, I can't foresee them coaches we're talking about losing with players and a quarterback losing, what was it, seven out of the last eight, including the playoffs. Six or seven. Yeah. Well, I'm saying including the playoffs. Yeah. Well, but Six or seven, yeah. lose, including yeah. the playoffs. Six or seven. I can't, I just can't see with players. I can't. I can't see edge starting off at 10 and 1. No, those other coaches, I can't right. see that happening. No, right. no, right. I agree. All right, we got to get back to the coach of the moment next. Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. How concerned should Andy Reid and Sean Payton and Antonio Pierce now be about that AFC West? That's next. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Make sure you play this week's Fox Super 6 free-to-play game. Download the Fox Sports app and enter for free for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. Jim Harbaugh has returned to coach the franchise for which he played quarterback in 1999 and 2000, the Chargers. So Jim Harbaugh returns to the AFC West. Michael, how concerned should Andy Reid and Sean Payton and Antonio Pierce now be? And that's why I love this. As I said, this is so great because this gives me an opportunity here to bring up something that we need to talk about. But let's first speak to the question. How concerned should Andy Reid, Sean Payton, and Antonio Pierce be? Um, Jamal Ball's a great coach, but that's a great coaching division 
right there. Those are all great coaches. Interestingly enough, Patrick Mahomes had his way. Like Aaron Rodgers was having his way with the Bears, with, 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 with Denver. Before Sean Payton got there, and you saw what Denver finally did breaking out this year. He certainly kind of had his way over there with the Raiders, you know, and they brought in all those offensive guys. But it took Antonio Pierce, the defensive guy, to put Patrick Mahomes down, and he did that this year with his defense and Crosby. They just rattled him all night long. I want to say this, and this is what I say it gives me a chance to say. Dude, I don't think anything worries Andy Reid. The only thing I think is that we get we we miss the boat gigantically on the greatness of Andy Reid. Andy Reid did four NFC championship games before in Philadelphia. Man, got on my knees and thank God, man. There's a lot of things. I've been some peaks and valleys in life. God, I appreciate you giving me this peak when they got rid of Andy Reid out of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was one of the peaks in my life. Let's go. He, and now he's over here with six straight AFC championships with Patrick Mahomes. And he's turned Patrick Mahomes into the greatest quarterback we've ever had. Now, Andy Reid was doing this with the Donovan Manab, the Michael Viggs, with all guys all before. He's done it plenty of times. Now he got a superior talent, and he has raised it up to such a level that we don't even give him the credit he deserves for the kind of coaching that he is and the kind of coaching that he has done in this league. He's going four and six. Both divisions, those are different styles of games, and he still makes success. No, nobody's worried about Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh got to come into this division and prove himself because he came into a division with some great coaching, and I want to see what happens. Andy Reid ain't worried about no one. Andy Reid don't ever lose to those, to, to, to his Danielsons. This Mr. Miyagi don't ever lose to his Danielson. All those people that he have taught. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, man? so Michael, <laughs> you, you summed it up by saying that Jim Harbaugh should actually be concerned about the division he chose to coach in, right? You, that's what I'm saying because this is yeah. now, and Jim Harbaugh. I, I, we have a this is a great division when you look at coaching, and and they and and they did the right thing with the Chargers because they, they looked around and said, wow, we can't mess around this time with some guy that doesn't know what he's doing. We got to go get somebody to match what they have done all over this division. And so, that's what they did. So, Michael, you said that, because uh, I can't let you get out of, you, you know, I, I hear everything. I catch everything. You said right. the peaks of the valleys and the peak was Andy Reid getting out of Philadelphia. Well, the, oh, Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys are still stuck in neutral, so it doesn't matter anyway. Um when you talk about well, we, you you set yourself up for that. We we, we won the, we won the division last uh, again. Year. You still stuck in neutral. I'm I'm just saying. I was just saying that part. And so, Skip, your question was Andy Reid, Antonio Pierce, and Sean Payton, right? It, should they be afraid of what is now yeah. Jim Harbaugh's team? Yeah. Absolutely, they should be concerned. And here's why: because the one thing that he has that they don't is what Skip. A quarterback. Quarterback. Okay. Young quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is Andy Reid's quarterback. They don't have a quarterback in Raider land yet, unless they draft Jaden Daniels or somebody like that. And then the whole Russell Wilson experiment, I don't even 
I don't even know where that's going. It feels and sounds and smells like they're going to try to figure out how to part Done. ways with him in the offseason. I agree. So they got to find yep. a quarterback. Now when you look at the Chargers, I, I want to call them the San Diego Chargers so bad, the Los Angeles Chargers, They've been to the playoffs twice since 2014. 2018, Anthony Lynn, and then just passed 2022 with Brandon Staley. Anthony Lynn was 12 and 4 in 2018. In 2019, he was 5 and 11. In my opinion, he was disrespected in 2020 and fired with a rookie quarterback that was inserted into the lineup after their doctor punctured the lungs of their starting quarterback opening day in Tyrod Taylor. And in a pandemic year, which was crazy, you fired a coach. Then you go hire Brandon Staley. You put players around him. You sign guys in free agency. You trade for guys. You go Mm -hmm. seven and nine in 2020, nine and eight in 21 with Staley, 22, 10 and seven. You make the playoffs. Surrender a 27 nothing lead at halftime to Jacksonville. They come and get you. And then you go five and 12 in 2023. (laughs) Everywhere Jim Harbaugh has been. From the University of San Diego all the way to Michigan. And anything in between, he's won games, more games that first year than they had the previous year. You go to Stanford, three more wins in his first season with improvements. 49ers, seven more wins. In Michigan, five more wins. So however you take that tally, and if you want to take the greatest number with the 49ers at seven, and then you add that seven and that five to what they did in 2023. Now, I'm just adding a seven because it's his first year in 2024. Now, you do that math, that says that they're going to probably win the division. If, if it's true to the way that he's always done things by improving that win total, you got four teams in the division. There's only two quarterbacks that I like in the division, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, and he has one of them. And as I always say, and I'll continue to say, Skip, if you got a quarterback, you got a long runway in the National Football League. Okay? And and, and Andy Reid's tenure in Philadelphia ended because he did no longer have a quarterback. Yep. There were a lot of reasons. Well, he didn't have a quarterback, though. When he was rolling, he had Vic and he had McNabb now, you know. But but when you don't have no QB, you ain't going to win. But, but there are a lot of other things that happened in Philadelphia towards the end that, 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 that moved him, you know. But, but the way you said, Skip, I mean, the way you said, Key, makes it like he couldn't grow a quarterback, a raise, and I don't believe that. No, no, Andy it's not. It's no, 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 he's no. a great quarterback. He's not, we it's not all Bill know he's a like, quarterback whisper. Right. There's no question right. about and, it. And, and he, but if you he, don't he have went a quarterback. From, uh, Alex Smith to go to a Patrick Mahomes yes. to pick up his offense. Yes. That, that you got to give him you, props you for understanding and doing it. Quarterback, there's no, he's the most phenomenal quarterback coach that I've ever been around, right. seen, had yes, conversations with. But when you don't have one, you're not going to win. And in Philadelphia, at the end, he didn't have a quarterback. He just did. I don't care. He could, it couldn't just magically create another one. He didn't have one. When he had Donovan McNabb, he went to those four into the Super Bowl NFC Championship games. He played well with Michael Vick, but when those guys started to kind of get away from him, he couldn't find another one until he got to Kansas City. That's all I'm saying. You got to have a quarterback, man. Okay. Michael, allow me to salute you for saluting Andy Reid because we needed that. He he is all Y'all still ain't won nothing. He's proven it, yeah. 
You ain't won What's nothing. That? Philly, he been out. He's been going out of Philly a long time ago, man. Y'all still talking we're about Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Okay. We're, we're, we're talking not talking Andy Dallas. Andy. We're tipping. We're tipping our head to Andy. We're just tipping our head to okay. Andy. Yeah, I mean that that's that, that needed to be done. I'm going to tip right. my hat to Sean Payton because he has done great things in this league, and I assume he will do great things when he gets a quarterback of his choice, of his exactly. choosing. And it's going to take a while, and and he'll figure it out. We all believe in Antonio Pierce. I got to know him very well at ESPN. It's it's going to take some time, but they are on the right path, and they got players on defense, and they are going to be a force and a factor in this division. And you you don't want to have to mess with them because they're going to come to play every single Sunday because of their new leader, Antonio. Okay, so here comes Jim Harbaugh, and all of a sudden, a, a division that Patrick just owned, he just cakewalked through this division for years, right. and it produced all those home playoff games, and now Patrick's got a, a, a new calling card out there. He's got a new motivation. I'm going to show you I can go on the road and do this. I'm going to go win on the road at Buffalo, and I'm going to go win on the road at Baltimore in the AFC Championship game. That's his new motivation, but for years— He, he said they asked for this. Yeah. They asked for yeah, this. They, they asked, asked for it. Now they got it. Okay. That's his new battle cry. Okay, I got it. Now back to Jim Harbaugh. Even Keyshawn, I think you agree. that This guy is a coaching savant. He's yeah. got some quirky coaching genius about him. He, he is not conventional except in his approach and his philosophy because in the end, all he wants to do is run the damn ball and play defense. In the end, that's what he does. Even though he played the position of quarterback at a high enough level, he actually made one Pro Bowl in Chicago. Michael played against him in a playoff game. The the point is, he is not quarterback-centric as in, we're going to throw it 59 times a game. No, he's going to run it down your throat and play defense. But you know who his coach's mentors were? Bo Schembechler yeah. and Mike Dick. Bo Schembechler. That's exactly yeah. right. And and I, I would throw his father in there. I oh, think his yeah, his dad, obviously. That. Yeah. That, that's uh, obviously. Jack, okay. Jack. So yeah. Jim, Jack. And and Jim is very quirky because he's he, he's shattering the mold. He's going to do unconventional things to get to a place where he's going to beat you very conventionally because this, this Michigan team, as well as J.J. McCarthy played, when, when they needed to beat you, it was just Blake Quorum. They just ran the ball down your throat. Okay, so to your point, Keyshawn, everywhere he went, not good things, great things happened very quickly. So he's going to shake this division up because he's going to win some games very quickly. All of a sudden, it looks to me like this is going to become the best division, the most competitive division in football. And we can argue all those other ones because of the players in the the other divisions. But the coaching in this division is going to be at a supremely high level and it's going right. to ultimately make it the hardest division to win in football, to me. No, it, it is going to it's going to be a tough division because at, look, AP is going to get that thing turned around all the way. He'll he will have a full season, he will. and then Sean Payton, yeah. he'll find, like you said, he'll find he just, his quarterback. He good, but right. but will. until then, I'm putting the Chargers in the number two seat behind Kansas okay. City in the division, which. Yeah. If you put them in the number two seat, that means that they can get to one real fast. All it takes is a win or two here or there. Now, they've beaten, yep. they've beaten Kansas City in the past. If you go back to a year ago, remember Justin Herbert got the barbecue ribs up in Kansas City when 
He threw the yeah. pick six going the other way whenever it ran the wrong route or he was tired and he didn't run a route yeah. the way he should have. He kind of ran it lazy, pick six the other way. So they're not the, the core team. They're not afraid of the big bully on the block in Kansas City. Now it's just up to them to stay healthy and for Harbaugh to come in and do his magic like he did in other stops. Yeah, yeah, but Keith, one last Got thing it. before we go, and I know we have to go. One last thing before we go. I know we have to go. You don't know what the core team is. We don't know. We're speculating Jim Harbaugh to last year's team. We don't know who's going to be able to stay. They got top-dollar people coming avail- coming open um, in their contracts, the Khalil Max and all of these people. They have so much money spent on that defense. They, they Now that they've given the quarterback the money they've given him, there's a lot of work to be done in with the Chargers. And I, the question was, how concerned should those great coaches be? I talked about those great coaches leading off. And, and to read, they, great coaches are like great athletes. They, they always think they're the best, no matter what. No matter who's across from them, they think they're the best. I, from how concerned are they? They'll look towards the challenge, but they won't tell you they're concerned. It's a challenge. No, I agree. All right, up next, we got to get back to the National Basketball Association. Draymond Green left out of the pool of 41 players who will compete to be on our U.S. Olympic team. Was that the right move to leave him off? No mercy. Here's Grant Hill's explanation for why Draymond Green did not make the pool of 41 players who are candidates for the U.S. Olympic team. We all understand and certainly have great respect and sensitivity to this particular period in his career, and he's working through some things both on and off the court. We at USA Basketball, we want to support him on his journey. We just didn't feel that playing over the summer gives him the best opportunity to do what he needs to do. Okay, Keyshawn, your reaction to that statement from Grant Hill? I mean, I don't really, I don't really love the statement because yeah. over the summer, I mean, look, you, you, we here, we are in January. They don't start playing till the summer. So you got six, seven months to go, you know, rather than just say what it is, which is he got suspended. We don't want those issues. We don't trust those issues coming to play with us in basketball. Quite frankly, he's already played before. Does he really give them the best opportunity to get gold or there other players that are better? And if that's the case, then just say that rather than, make me as an observer feel like you're using his on-court issues as an excuse to not involve him in USA basketball. Even if he wanted to play, I don't even know if he wants to play it or not. It seems like a lot of guys are like, eh, we don't know what we want to do yet. But no, I don't think, no. They could probably find somebody and do just fine doing that. But if he wasn't in this situation, they would even have to uh, a release a statement because people wouldn't even ask if, you know, if he wasn't being suspended and just coming back, we wouldn't even ask the question about why he's not on the team or why he wasn't selected. We just would assume he wasn't good enough. Yeah. But that's, that's the question, Key and Skip. There's a question. Mm. You guys think he's good enough. You see this list. 
You know what Draymond Green has done in the National Basketball Association. Do you think he should be on this list? There are two things we can talk about whatever has happened with the suspension, but we're talking talent-wise. Do you believe Draymond Green's talent can help this team? Yes. Opposed to the guys I that, do. The, opposed yeah. to the guys that's on the list? Yeah, well, well yeah, it, it, that, that's what we're asking. I mean, he's long, it, it, he's you, long, he's long in the tooth, okay? Correct. He's long, he's long in the tooth. And, and yeah, I, I think he could, I think he could right. help if he if if they needed him, he certainly can help. Are there better <laughs> players and younger right. players that give him more, right. and they get the opportunity to when he's already done it? That's the, right. the, 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 so yes. But 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 younger players and, and everything. Let, let's, younger players are building their career, making their career, and they want to take a moment. Draymond Green does the dirty stuff. Nobody wants to do. You talk about Draymond. Yeah, but, but they Draymond also, Green but they also, yeah, yeah. USA but basketball. Draymond Green has success. Go, Draymond Green has had success because he, shoot, he plays with two of the greatest shooters that ever live. I'm, I'm sure you going to have some great shooters on that team. The reality is, you guys remember how this thing has changed. International ball used to have the wide lanes, and those big guys used to run the floor more. When we take big guys over there, they with the wide lanes, they wanted to run more. Now, that's how our big guys are running more over here. We got almost positionless basketball. We used to have a center, forward. Now, the whole game, everybody's running. That's why we got a seven-foot-tall Kevin Durant dribbling like a point guard because of all that they saw over there. Now, they got big guys over there now. In international basketball, you're running the big guys. When you want to change up, when you got a big team, you can't match up because I don't know if we can match up size-wise, then you're going to go to a smaller team. You want to move the ball quicker. You want to move somebody to drive and kick that ball out, somebody that can rebound, and a big man that can pass. But, Michael. Mark Green can help that. I'm saying if we're not talking about what all has happened, I understand they don't want to give him a world stage to act exactly. on. That, that, but that's, yeah, what, but that's, what, that. we, but that's what we're talking about. We talk right, about right, right. Draymond two, Green. We ain't talking about his things. basketball right. IQ and his three-point shooting ability right. and defense. No, Correct. that's not what we're Correct. talking about. We're talking about. But that's why. That's why it's a two-point discussion. It's not just about talent. It's not just about the suspension. It's also about talent. So, so now we can de we can determine we can determine how much he de uh, he should be on this list. And I don't concur. With, with the conclusion that playing basketball would be the bad worst thing for him if he's trying to get himself right. You know, in, in some situations, I think playing basketball would be the best thing for him as he's try, if he's trying to get himself right. That's just me personally, and those are my thoughts you know, about it. That's you know, why Skip, I'm the, 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 mm. the thing is, in this situation, we're talking about USA basketball. USA basketball. Okay? Olympics. The Olympics. Yep. They're not going right. to allow no. our basketball team to go overseas and have disruption amongst them playing against other international clubs, not 100% sure if Draymond Green is going to be Draymond Green or is he going to be something different. Right. So Agreed. It, it, so it's like right. they, they were right. never going to do that. We're never going to do it. Right. They're never going to do it. Right. They're not okay. going to reward so a dude to... that just 
right. made national news yeah. for doing what he did yeah. to an international player. They're not going to reward that. So, right. And I'm putting it back on the to Michael's days. question. Could, could Draymond help this basketball team? You better believe he could, just with his yes. veteran savvy. Keyshawn, right. high IQ. He, he's got, I, I've said this before. I said about Jim Harbaugh, he's, he's got that, that savant in him. Draymond's a basketball savant. High IQ. Will do the dirty work, as Michael says. But unfortunately, right. over time, he, and I'm just, I'm being real about this, he turned into a dirty basketball player. I don't care. You, you can camouflage it all you want. You can say his antics or whatever. I mean, he just went over the edge into cheap shots and dirty plays. And when you finally go so far over the edge that we got a chokehold and we got a flying MMA punch in the, in the corner and hit Nurkic up in the head with a flying punch, I, you've lost it. And finally, the commissioner said, Dre, you just got to sit for a little while and try to figure this out. And it seems like he is figuring it out. But you can't risk having an international incident if Draymond wants to turn back into Draymond. So that all disqualified him from being on the Olympic stage, the ultimate sort of amateur basketball stage. Could he help us win a gold medal? You better believe he could. Yeah. I, they're going That's to what miss I'm saying. His, his, his just presence, his leadership, his little plays that he can make. He can make a basketball team function the right way. He is the point forward or whatever position he plays right. for the Golden State right. Warriors. And you can't tell me he hasn't helped make Steph Steph because, boy, he's set him up it. for a lot of pretty jump shots. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and look, he's, he's been on two Olympian teams in the past, and I totally forgot about yeah. the Rudy Gobert situation. So we're talking about two international situations with international basketball players. In America, they they just not yeah. they're not gonna do it. Right. Grand Hill's just not gonna do it. Not but don't do use the excuse of yeah. why you're not doing it and, and tell right. me, try to fool me yeah. to make me believe that he needs the summer to get himself together. Yeah. Talk that to somebody else. Don't don't try to right. don't try to fool me because I know why just he's not. Just say on the we're team. not putting you. We're not putting him on that world stage. We're not going to do it. Yeah. We just got. We're just getting him under control in this NBA I, and, stage. And I'm, o, and I'm okay with that. Thank you. And I'm okay with that. But just yeah. tell me the truth, though. Don't try to. You know what I'm saying? Don't do me like Thank that. You. All right. Up next, I got to get the truth from these two guys, and I'm going to give you my truth. And this is a fascinating question to me. Who is the better quarterback, Jared Goff or Brock Purdy? That's a hard question. I'm surprised you to say Dak Prescott in there somewhere. Okay, gentlemen, I'm going to ask a very simple question here, and your answer can be as complicated as you want it to be. Which quarterback would you rather have right now, Brock Purdy or Jared Goff? Yeah. You want to go? Yeah, no, I, I just uh, it, 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 yeah. you when when you when you said complicated, because I'm gonna yeah. make it complicated. You know I'm not gonna answer it, it just straight out. Because the situations yeah. are different, man. They just are. I mean, the reality of it is you got one quarterback in Jared Goff who has taken a team to a Super Bowl and lost. And on the other hand, yeah. you got a guy who was the last pick of the draft who has taken the team to an NFC championship game twice in two seasons. And 
you are in two different systems and situations where there's this stigma that's with Jared Goff because he was drafted number one overall. He started with Jeff Fisher. That didn't go so well. He comes to Sean McVay. Sean McVay is this new hotshot offensive coordinator with these rolled up sleeves and a little muscles to him and got a certain look. And he's the next genius of the world. And he's calling plays from the sidelines. And Jared Goff is thriving. And they go to the Super Bowl. And he says, get out. So the first thing we all do is say, Jared Goff can't play. He's not that good. And, that can't, and it, it goes with him forever. It's, it's going to carry, no matter what Jared Goff does, that get out, I traded for Matt Stafford. I won a Super Bowl because you were no good. Even though, I, even though you took me to a Super Bowl, that's going to stick with Jared Goff. So in our minds, we always, uh, uh, most of us is going to look at Jared Goff and go, He's a, no matter what he does. Where Brock Purdy now comes in as a seventh-round pick, but he's got Kyle Shanahan on the sidelines. And Kyle Shanahan yep. is the genius now. And he's going to places, high places with bad quarterbacks. So we give him all the praise and take and give Brock Purdy little. But what I would say is they both are in the right situations right now. Now, if I want to complicate it even more, if I'm drafting and I'm looking for a quarterback and they're both available to me, I'm taking Jared Goff. That's just me. Yeah. That's what I like. I like tall. I like nice arms and ball placement. I don't like to have to figure out whether or not my quarterback at any given moment could be a liability if our offense starts to struggle. I, I don't like that. I like Jared Goff because I've seen Jared Goff. I've seen what he's been able to yep. do. He's taken a team to a Super Bowl, whether you think it was Sean McVay and the receivers in the running game and the defense, and w whether you thought that or not, I've seen him do it. Now he's with another team in an NFC Championship game in a totally different system than Sean McVay. And he's in an NFC Championship game Ground and pound, all the defense, all that sort of stuff. And he has them in the NFC Championship game. So to me, in the grand scheme of things, Jared Goff is a better quarterback. Jared Goff, the first pick taken, of course, Brock Purdy the last in the NFL draft. And, 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 and there's no doubt you're going to take the first pick because you're looking at talent and you say, oh, that's the talent. Let me lay a little bit more on what Keyshawn was talking about here. I know Jerry Goff can perform in the offense that Brock Purdy's having success in. We're giving Brock Purdy a lot of love, but Jerry Goff took that offense to a Super Bowl like you talked about, and Brock's only got him two NFC Championship games. Incredible, incredible. But the whole while we watch Jerry Goff do it, we talk more about uh, Sean McVay is in his ear explaining it to him and giving him a hit and, tell, hint and telling him what to watch. I'm taking Jared Goff because he has the physical skill set. But processing that offense at the highest of level is Brock Purdy's greatest gift. I talk a lot with Kurt Warner to try to understand the difference in the reading styles yeah. of a West Coast, offense, West Coast offense over a conventional offense. And a conventional offense we're really reading, maybe they'll read the DB. If I got a quick out and a deep seven, the DB drop back, I'm throwing the short out. DB come up, I'm throwing the deep out. I'm throwing the deep out. In fact, I'm reading the DB to get that reading of the play. In the West Coast offense, they're reading one, two, three, four, 
whatever the receivers are, and that's the progress you pr- process that you have to go through as you go through your progression. That's a hard thing. That means I need talent shoulders up to progress, uh, process all of this right now and put the ball in the right hand. And Brock Purdy has that processing ability up here. But Jerry Goff got that arm and everything ability down, shoulders down. I'm taking Jerry Goff. But if you're going to put him in this West Coast offense, I'm taking Brock Purdy. Okay, so that's a complicated answer. <laughs> okay, so <No. laughs> so for once, for once, in a rare instance, I'm going to agree with both of you on this because I really like Jared Goff coming out of Cal because he was prototype. He is six feet four inches tall. He doesn't play six four because you always think of him as a smaller guy. He just seems slighter. I, I don't know, but he's two tw- six four two twenty. That'll work. And you look at Brock Purdy, and he's listed at 6'1", but he's, he's burly. He's stouter. He's 220 also, but only 6 feet 1 inches tall. So Jared Goff coming out could make every throw you, you'd want anybody to make. And, right. and all the, the, the draft experts, they all had his arm talent at, at, at an elite level. So I, I, when he throws the football, I, I don't see – the velocity that I think I'm going to see, but maybe it's almost effortless velocity because coming out, everybody gave him the highest marks. And then to Keyshawn's point, Jeff Fisher, and it didn't go right. And then you, you did some good things. And then you got to a Super Bowl and you got Bella checked in the Super Bowl. And I give you the greatest defensive mind ever and made him look silly in the Super Bowl. And Tom wasn't much better, but Tom pulled off one late drive, and they did it again, and they pulled out the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden, what, what there was Bill kind of wait, wait, wait. on Skip. Jared Goff. Skip, yeah. what did Bill do? Bill waited to after the clock ran down to get into his yeah. defense. He, he said, defense I'm going to take Sean McVay out. out of this he game. I'm going to take Sean McVay and put it in Jared Goff's hands Bill always takes away your best player. It was Sean McVay, and he took him away. Okay, he did it. He took him away. All right, back to Brock Purdy. I've told Keyshawn again and again, I watched him so much for four long years at Iowa State because he's playing against my Oklahoma Sooners and playing other Big 12 opponents, Oklahoma State. I'm watching, I'm watching. He was a gutty little fighter, an overachiever. And then I'm reading the, the great Lance Zerline. He's the best draft analyst out there to me year after year for NFL.com. And I went back this morning and looked at what he wrote about Brock Purdy coming out of Iowa State. And he said, for Brock Purdy, throwing is more of a chore than a talent for Brock Purdy. More of a chore than a talent. He said his delivery is labored. Okay, well, that's why he fell to the last pick in the draft and barely was taken last. So he's Mr. Irrelevant. Well, I I would agree with that. It did look like he was not a natural-born thrower of the football until Kyle gets a hold of him. And now he looks like he has a really good arm. Like I I see him make throws where I say, wow, that's really good. And I look at these numbers, and as a starting quarterback under Kyle, he's 17-4. and He's 3-1 and in the postseason with four touchdown passes to zero interceptions. He's 44 touchdowns in the regular season to only 15 interceptions. How can I argue with that? But, but Jared Goff is a, is a better quarterback, and if you gave Kyle Jared Goff, I think he would take it up a whole nother level even than Brock Purdy does. Yeah, I, I, I can see Jared Goff. Uh, uh, Jared Goff. I'm not with that. Jared Goff. No, I'm not with that. No, no, no. J- Jared Goff has been in the three different systems in his career. And what I mean by that, 
is at Cal, they ran the air raid. They ran the air raid. That's what they ran. Then he goes to Jeff Fisher. And you know what that turned into. It was a little bit. Then he had to Mm -hmm. learn the West Coast Mm -hmm. system. Now, all of a sudden, he's with Dan Campbell and company and Ben Johnson. It's something totally different. So he's been able to grasp all these different systems. So I, too, believe if he was in San Francisco, the 49ers wouldn't miss a beat because Kyle Shanahan is not going to put him in bad positions to do things yeah. that will cost the team the same thing he's done with all his quarterbacks. What, what are you guys talking about? He was in. He was with Kyle Shanahan when he was with the Rams. Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay are the same no, no, guys. No, no. They, They're running the same thing. I understand. What are we they, talking they, about they, here? They, 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 they got the same running, offense. They run in very they come similar from the same stuff. place. Very, very similar right. stuff. But so, call, so the same but everybody calls it Kyle Shanahan. But but it, I, but playmaker. Everybody calls it different though. You had North Turner. Yes. You went from North right. Turner to whoever right. else. Right. It was the same right. stuff. Right. But he didn't call right. it the way North called it. He didn't call right. it like that. Right. So, therefore, it was yeah. a bad situation for you. Now, listen, listen, listen. When I, when I left North, we went to Ernest Zampezi, and it was the same offense. Same and offense. And we ran and won the, same, won the same Super Bowl. Now, when we left that offense, we went to Chan Gailey. That guy didn't know what he was oh, doing. That was a different oh, offense oh. in a different situation. Whole different Ooh. thing. But right here, when you're talking Jared Goff, and Skip, when you're talking about Purdy coming out, Purdy was in the wrong offense for his skill set. He was in an offense that needed him to see it late and gun it in there. Now he's an anticipatory yeah. offense. He can see it and read okay. it. Now his arm problem become an arm blessing, and he can still make those plays because he's seeing right. things All before right. you see him, and he and, can throw and Sean them. McVay, that, and Sean McVay and, and Jared Goff can't do that. Jared Goff can't see it and then still deliver it. That's why he's in Detroit, and Sean McVay said, I I need somebody else that can process it better. Okay. He took uh, he took Matt, Matt Stafford and went to a Super Bowl. So come on, he can't hey, go Shana, to San Francisco and do that. I got to cut you off. I'm sorry because oh. we got to get to the next topic. Speaking yeah, of Dallas, gotta, Luca last night hey, in Dallas up, got a Suns fan. He was out of shape. Really, never heard of anything like that. Near the end of the third quarter last night in Dallas as the Mavs were on their way to losing 132-109 to to the Suns, Luka Doncic asked security to eject a fan in a Suns Devin Booker jersey who had yelled at Luka, Luka, you're tired, get your ass on the treadmill. Michael Irvin, you're a Mavs fan. Inbounds or out of bounds for Luka to demand that this fan be thrown out for that comment? Let, let, let me, let, listen, to, to answer your question directly, and I know we're quickly here. Please. I, I gotta say this out of bounds. It's out of bounds. But I love that. I love Luca, and I love how Luca is. I love that Luca fights with everything about everything and everybody about everything. Yes, That's does. just who he is. Yep. But this was out of bounds. And all day we talked. They talked about here in Dallas this big, great battle he has with Devin Booker. He was mad. Book was getting the best of him, and he messed with it, and the fan got into it. Yeah, yeah, Book was booking. Book was booking, and and, and he took it out on the fan. But I like that he hates losing, and fans, leave him alone. 
And that was a Phoenix fan. He was trying to get under his skin. So get him out already. Yeah, no, I, it's inbounds for me. I, get him up out of here, Is man. It? Yeah, because, Skip, how many times have we said the fans are annoying, and if they get under your skin and guys want to go over there and slap them, we say, no, no, don't do that. He did the right thing. We always say, go get security, go get this, go. He did the right thing. He said, get this dude up out of here. Because if it, if it was just that in the third quarter, the guy could have kept going on and on and on and could have turned into something else. So he did the right thing. By, he did the right thing by going and saying, just, just get him up out of here, man, so we can play basketball and we don't have to okay, deal with Keisha. those sort of things. The man said, go get on a treadmill. No, no, I understand. The man didn't I, call you a, any, it wasn't a racial I, issue. I, I, it wasn't, under, it, Mike, it Michael, wasn't a hate issue. Michael, just go get on a treadmill. Michael, I understand yeah. that. That's why I said it could turn into something else. Then we would be having a different conversation. We always complain and say that the athletes shouldn't, they should go get security. And a man that went and got security, now that's a problem. He damned if he do, damned if he don't. <laughs> he is. Okay, but, but Keyshawn, remember, they had just gotten blown off the floor in the third quarter. Right. Book had gone for 22. I think it was 44 to right. 20. Yeah, just yeah he was lighting them up in the third and quarter. So, so, so Luca was out of his mind, frustrated as that, he and that yet. may And that may be and, true, and yet, Skip. You, you put the security person on, on a, in a tough spot because he can't be the judge and jury on it. He can't go ask the guy, exactly right. what did you say? Well, that's not that bad. You know, but, he almost right, has to right, do Luca's right. bidding. When Luca says, get him out of here, you almost have to get him out of there. You, you guys are right? unbelievable because if – if Westbrook had did that, then it'd be a whole nother conversation. All, all he did was tell the hey, dude to go get the dude up out of here. Regardless if he was getting cooked, wasn't playing well, whatever the case is, he did exactly what we've been asking for the athlete to do. Is that not true, Skip? Was, was that yeah, comment yeah, that yeah, out of it, bounds? It, that, that wasn't, it, it, yes, that's the question. That's the question. If, 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 right, if they start off one way, and they keep going, it can turn into something different. And if it turns into something different, now our conversation on Undisputed this morning is something different than inbounds, out of bounds. I don't have a so problem wait, with it. Wait, 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 let me get it right. Let me get it. None. So, so, so you don't have a problem with it because you're saying everybody pay your money, come in here and only talk when Luca wants you to talk and only be able to say what Luca no. thinks you can say. No. And that's the only way. So, so I, I, from, that's, that's from, ridiculous, from what King. I read, that's from, ridiculous. What, from, from, what, from what I read and, and saw, it wasn't just get on the treadmill. It was some other language that was implemented into getting on the treadmill. That's right, why I'm but, saying that's what it Luke can said. take a life that's of what its Luca own. Said. It can take a life of its Luke, own. And that's what Lucas said, but the reality was that it, they, this guy was sitting right by all the media, and the media all have said, we didn't really hear anything bad. Okay, so then, Luka so, just, no. so Luca just said, get his Devin Booker winner in Jersey, oh, but out of here. So that's now he's just, get his okay. Devin Booker Jersey okay. wearing, but out of here. Right. After Book went four to six, seven, and three, you know what I'm saying. All right, enough of that. Up next, we got to deal with this concept. Is it possible that Jordan loves Packers will win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> Man. I love Luke. I love Luke. An NFL executive predicts to ESPN that Jordan loves Green Bay Packers 
will win next year's Super Bowl. Keyshawn, do you agree? No, man, they're not going to win next year's Super Bowl. They closed over now. I mean, that's, that's good yeah. talk, but no, they're not going to win next year's Super Bowl. No. San Francisco will be in it. Dallas will be in it. You know, it'll be other teams out of the NFC. Dallas obviously. will be in it after yeah. all you've ridiculed? No, Dallas will be in the mix to try to go to the Super Bowl again next year. They will. Yeah. You know yeah. it and I know yeah. it. Don't mean they're going. They're going to be in it. I don't know. Right. Right. Everybody be in the mix. I mean, I understand what this exec's talking about. I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl, but they will be a great team for a long time. I heard James Jones talk about this saying, you know, when they were there, when they went the first year, they thought they'll come back to the Super Bowl and they never got there. So when people say they'll be here for a while, oh, I don't like that. James Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This team will be here for a while. And the difference is your team with your quarterback, everything was centered around your quarterback. And even Greg Jennings, yeah. the guys on the team don't like him. But guys <laughs> love this guy. Like we love Troy Aikman. And that's why we kept coming back. That's and that's why Green Bay will keep coming back. Okay, so Keyshawn, I, I, there was a moment this year during the Dallas-Green Bay game, I thought Green Bay was on its roll going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. They looked like they were right. invincible, unbeatable. Well, they and, looked like I, they I, had I, San Francisco. Yeah. They looked they had like San Francisco. Hey, they had them. They, they had looked like them. that against Frisco. Well, they took care hey, of business against hey, Dallas, I, so it don't matter anyway. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they get on a hot roll next yeah. year. because Go, go change clothes, Michael. Really it's the second half. All right, Neither that's it for today's Undisputed. We are back tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern, and I can't wait.